I'm late. No, no you're good. Hey, we're live. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy Thursday, weirdlings. <laughs> oh, good evening, everybody. Happy Thursday. Hadley here right. with those bad boys of heart. Yeah. <laughs> so good evening everybody and welcome to the show yes hadley scott and our rich. good man rich hadley what do you got for us throw us throw it out there for us well tonight we're tonight, doing um can y'all not hear me yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. you. There's a big delay, I think, on my end. I think this is a StreamYard issue, and I'm apologizing for it. Oh, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. So tonight we're doing Death Valley and Possessed, which actually has a strange Malaysian name I can't say. And um, and once we get done with the two movies, we will talk about the latest episode of um, what is our show that we're watching? The Last, the Last of Us. The Last, Last of Us. I want to say "Let Me In," and I, I know that's wrong. So, there is a show out there called "Let Me In." I know, and I've watched really? it. Really, it's a vampire show. Yeah. Oh, is it Betty Stone? Let the right one in. Yes. Okay. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and just give a quick summary of the movie plots. Death Valley is um, mercenaries with nothing to lose are hired to rescue a bioengineer imprisoned in a Cold War bunker. And then we have Possessed, which we have a teacher with an existential crisis who ends up with a bigger matter on his head when 27 of his students turn into what we're going to call zombies. So They're Demonically possessed. Yeah, it's weird. But they, yeah. the, demo, the demon goes from body to body by biting him like... Or vomiting on them like a zombie. Oh. Yeah, it's definitely like quarantine. Yes, quarantine is actually one part. It's a one witch, one demon, just spreads to each person. Huh. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> well, what are we? How, what are we going to start out with today? Um, you want to start out with Death Valley? Sure. All right. Anyone want to? Anyone in is ready to give this one out or? I, I'll do it. Oh, Scott can do it. No, Rich can do it. Oh, I know, absolutely not. Rich no. sucks. Scott's awesome. <laughs> I love Death First Valley. Off, hey, Linda. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Hey, everybody. Oh, shoot, I forgot to open up the comment section. Sorry, <laughs> Linda. Mike, how you doing? Um, Death Valley is a really a much better movie than I thought it was going to be. It's a pleasant surprise. Like Hadley said, um, it opens up with. Uh, scientists in an underground bunker trying to get out. The air raid siren's gone off. The, the speakers are saying the, the bunker's going into lockdown in less than two minutes. And there's this one woman, Christine um, Chloe, played by Kristen Caster. She's trying to get out. And just before she reaches the door, some butthead shoots her in the leg and she gets trapped in inside the bunker. Cuts to... Um, the two main characters, uh, James Beckett, at, played by Jeremy Ninneber, and Marshall, played by Ethan Mitchell. And they've joined up with their mercenaries, and they've joined up. It's going to be their last mission. They're going to go in and rescue the people in this bunker. Uh, there's Soviets, sorry, Red Army soldiers trying to get in, but these people all know a way to sneak in. They sneak into the bunker as expected. There's gunfire. The Soviets, you know, follow them into the bunker. They're trying to find out what's so important in the bunker. They meet up with Chloe. Chloe's trying to show them how to get out. And it's, you know, like, oh, okay. And then you find out what's really in the bunker. And what's in the bunker is just, in my opinion, is phenomenal. It is this monster who's played by, actually, Matthew Nineber, the director. And it is a biological, a bioweapons experiment gone wrong. Um, I loved the movie. I don't want to give away the ending. The ending, it's, it's got a very unique ending to it. I loved it. It had an extremely heavy feel of Resident Evil, the original movie. 
I was going to say in my notes, I wrote that it's like a love letter to Resident Evil. It is. I, it is. The whole underground situation in the bunker just, you know, reminds you of it. Even the monster itself reminds you of Resident Evil. It looks but just the like monster, the huh? It looks just like one of the liquors. It looks exactly. That's what I was thinking. It looks like the liquor, but it's well done. It's well written, well acted. Um, it's special effects. It's not CGI, and the monster is excellent. I mean, it, and you, it's not one of these things where you see it two or three times. You see it throughout the movie, and you see it in good light. Um, yeah, some of the plot is predictable. Some of it isn't. Uh, I enjoyed it, especially since this was a cheaply made independent film. And when I say cheaply made independent, most of the main characters and the director and the writer are family members. And they, they set up that underground bunker in their backyard and they filmed all the scenes in there during COVID. Nobody had anything to do. So they'd come over, they'd film the movie. Um, I read somewhere that there's like one scene near the beginning before they get into the bunker that they have to dive off the cliff into this raging river to escape the Russians. The raging river was a little brook behind the director's house. And after a heavy rainstorm, it swelled and overflowed the banks. And they're like, oh, we have to write a scene now. So they wrote a scene about them diving into the river and getting swept away. Um, but I think it was beautifully well done. I enjoyed this movie. I would watch this movie again. Um, I would. It's not Resident Evil. It's not Tremors or anything that good. But for an independently made movie, this movie was fantastic. Well, you just explained a lot of this to me because I love this movie. I watched it twice. Mm -hmm. So y'all know this was my pick and I, I'm glad that y'all enjoyed it as much as I did or, or at least Scott did. But um, <laughs> it had that feel of, hey, let's make a movie. And mm. But it was great. My favorite scene was when they, they um, were dropped off by the helicopter on their way to the bunker and it had the um, the kind of showdown with the Russians. And mm. it really was, to me, very well done. I like the costumes were great. Um, I, Alan's making a face. You. <laughs> but no, I mean, I really liked it. I liked the scene where they're, they're walking the dog through the woods and the guy has the face um, mask on. That was a really good just shot. It was beautiful cinematography. For yeah. a low budget, let me take my camcorder out into the film, you know, behind my house and make a movie. I love this movie. And I recommend it. Like I said, it was it was really fun. It was a fun movie for me. And I can imagine, which I'm going to say this, Alan. <laughs> the director also was a screenwriter, was also the star of Psycho Gorman. He was Psycho Gorman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's he a good was also the monster in this. Yeah. 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 Definitely. But it was it was great. It was only a handful of actors in it. I mean, it really was for what they for what they had to work with, I think it was great. Oh yeah. yeah. It was it was better than a lot of the big budget stuff that we've seen. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna mention the layer, but um <laughs> the layer. <laughs> And you know, hey Whitney. Hey Whitney. Hey, Whitney. And you know what's sad? This movie only grossed less than twenty-eight thousand dollars at the box office. I was trying to see how much it made, how much it was made for, and I couldn't find that. I couldn't either. No, but I, I don't I, think it was made for that much. I mean, you know, everything I read, these guys pretty much they built the set themselves in the backyard. They filmed it themselves. They were the actors. Well, the, the head guy, or like the main character, I should say, he was the director's brother. Isn't that right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's the director's younger brother. Yeah. And the youngest of the family. And he was even kind of styled to look like one of the characters from Resident Evil. Mm. And the girl that played Rachel, I don't remember which one was Rachel. She, she had was a small the, like the commando's boss. Oh, that's right. That's right. She was um she was one of the sisters. Yeah, she's the director's wife, I believe. 
Oh, the director's wife. Okay. She should have got a bigger role. <laughs> well, Hadley, you recommended this movie. And th we aren't even going to do that this week. You know, we're, you're just like, hey, I watched this movie. It's pretty good. So <clears throat> I watched it. I was thrilled. I, I, I really like this movie. Um, it was something I would write. Um, commandos yeah. going on a mission to rescue people and they get screwed. That's exactly what I write. And so I love this. It was great. I mean, the acting was okay. It could have been better. But the camaraderie between the two, the two main guys who both looked like they stepped out of Call of Duty was, was great. It was, you could, you know, you felt like these two guys had been together on missions and they could joke with each other and they could also bitch at each other because mm. the, uh, not the main guy, but his partner, I forgot his name. He starts kind of losing it, you know, and he, he's more upset at the main guy than the main guy is at him over some of the things that happened. I like at the beginning though, when they, when they, that ambush was okay. It was exciting. It was fun. But there were some parts in it where you're like, eh. Mm -hmm. But it was fun. It was fun. It, it did keep your attention. And like I said, it was exciting. But when their partner got shot and the one guy's like, hey, check him. Make sure he's alive. You know, see if he's dead or alive. And he touches his backpack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he touches his backpack. No, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> oh, I mean, you can clearly see he made no contact with the body. It was yeah. the backpack. Nothing you do if I'm in the field. Please. I don't grab my scrotum. I don't care. Make sure I'm alive. You know, make, make, if I'm dead, then good. But I'll I'm take alive. a note of that in case we yeah. have in a tactic. I'll let you do that, Rich. Rich, just don't come up to me. Timmy, which is job. I'm not, I'm not grabbing anybody's scrotum, especially Alan's. Right. <laughs> Got a well, feeling Tina might have a knife. <laughs> and make sure I'm wounded. <laughs> I, I also love this movie. I thought it was really well done. Um, I'm a gun guy. You guys all know that I'm a gun yeah. guy. And this this had some great weapons in it. It had weapons you don't usually see. It had this Russian bullpup shotgun. I, I don't know what it was, but it was beautiful. It had an EBR, an enhanced battle rifle. That was the main rifle that the, the main character was, having, was carrying. The other guy had a Remington 700 sniper rifle, which was just beautiful. And one of the guys had an ump, an, uh, an HK ump, an ultimate machine pistol. Just, just very sexy. It's just that's just me. Uh, the movie itself was very good. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, the firefight in the woods was was pretty good. I, I don't. There were a lot of things that I would have changed, but I, I thought it was it was pretty well done. Once they got into the um, into the underground structure, and you know the Russian militia is chasing them, and then they the first thing they see is is this like this. Or there were two teams. The A team. The first thing the A team scenes is this like he's the guy is turning into one of the creatures, mm -hmm. and they're just like rat a tat, rat a tat. And the guy's like, yeah, I don't care about your bullets, and he just he just kills them all. Well, mm -hmm. you don't really see it. He kills one, and then what happens with this creature is you can get infected by the, its DNA, and you turn into one of them. So kind of another like alien zombie movie, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, the, the thing I like the most about this movie is the camaraderie between. The two guy, the two main characters, yeah. they were like they were good buddies. One of them was about to have a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, it was their last mission. We're not going to do any more missions. And of course, you know, should hit the fan. And there it is. Uh, I think once they get down inside the inside the um, the facility, things like it kind of slowed down a little. It, I thought outside the facility was way better than inside. And when it slowed down, I was like, yeah, this is going to suck. But it didn't. It ended up picking back up again. And you fall in love with the the two guys trying to protect this girl, the scientist, and get her out of there. And then things change later on. And you, like Scott said, I don't want to wreck it for you because it's a relatively new movie. But uh, I recommend it. And I would say definitely watch it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I was surprised. I thought, uh, here's another low budget. Cuba Gooding type of movie, you know, because he had he had one like that that was just crap, and this one just, you know, like I said, the acting's not the best, but it works, it does work, and you do like these two characters, the way they play off each other is great, and I think like you said, you know, you kind of fall in love with these characters, fall in love, yeah, and so you care about them, and you know, you know, you know, it's their last mission, Williams has a baby, you know, it's got all those tropes. And then the creature is just, 
not what you think it is. And you, exactly. you, you kind of can figure some stuff out, but it's got yeah. a nice twist to it. Yeah. And it's got, oh, like I was talking to you guys the other day. These, both these movies have a, a religious undertone to them. Yep. An odd, this one has a kind of, when you find out what's going on, it kind of has, yeah, it kind of has a little, little uh, biblical stuff to it. But it's a, it's a fun movie. Um, it's underrated. Um, it's got pretty decent reviews, though, on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's got like six or seven, something like that, mm-hmm. as far as yeah. the average. But it's worth a watch. If you guys are looking for something that's fun, yeah. characters that, that you'll like, yeah, some laughs, some blood, some guts, a good monster suit. This was a hell of a lot better than the big budgeted The Lair we watched a couple weeks ago. Yeah, really. Hell, and, and the acting was even better. Those are professional actors in the lair. Yeah. These aren't really, you know. Well, that was what I liked most about the movie, the monster. It was well done. I mean, I was expecting Velocipasta type monster. <laughs> it was well done. They didn't hide it in shadows. They showed it quite a bit. You know, that was like, okay, this is a great monster movie. A great B B-grade monster movie. Did anyone look and see who made the monster? I'd be curious. No. Uh-uh. Let, me look, let me look that up. I'm on it right now. Um, Wasn't it made? No. When we talk about movies that have an it factor, this movie had an it factor. There's something about it that makes it special, and it stands out, like I said, even with the low budget and the acting. And, Alan, you hit the nail on the head when you talk about the, the camaraderie between the two characters. But, you know, my previous um, relationships have been with military men, and I can tell you right now that whole, you know, that's my baby. That's a comment that you would hear typically from any military guys out there and it was a great add into that scene because it just made it real and that was one thing i liked about this movie is the the dialogue did have a realness to it throughout even in the the high drama situations there was that realness of and i i really enjoyed it i'm glad that y'all liked it too i was afraid it was gonna be a bust because i i clowned on the layer so bad i'm reading an interview with matthew ninaba and he said um, I wanted to make a kind of bad boys movie meets Alien Covenant meets Overlord meets Resident Evil with a little bit of Hacksaw Origin in there. <laughs> but I'm trying to find out. He doesn't say who did the monster outfit. Well, but it's, it's probably the same guy who did the Psycho Gorman outfit. Yeah. yeah. Which is another hilarious movie. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking it's probably a friend of theirs if this was such a, a friend and yeah. family made movie. And and those guys, they looked like they were just straight out of Call of Duty. Both yeah. of them, you know, it they totally mimicked the Call of Duty characters, which is cool, which is fun to see. Got it. You know. Audrey uh, Bennett, awesome effects, and also did the makeup for the boys TV series. Oh wow. Okay. Oh, Who cool. did that? I'm sorry. Audrey Bennett. Okay. I don't know if that's a male or a female. It's mm-hmm. uh I always thought Audrey was a was a girl's name, but I guess guys could be Audrey too. So I don't, I don't know. But it's it. Uh, on closer inspection, one of the people responsible, Audrey Bennett, for these awesome effects, also did make up for the boys TV series and special effects for guess what, Psycho Gorman. Yeah, there's uh-huh. no one of these things look dark, nightmare fueled, and gruesome. Yeah. Well, I I did hear that there were some scenes where the teeth of the actor showed. Oh. Uh. But I mean, for like I said, for what this was, if they made this during the, you know, if, was it shut down? They made it. Yeah, they were all locked down because they, of COVID. They did a great job. Yeah. No. No, it's one of the better low, low budget indie movies I've seen. Yes. You know, it's really? uh, it made the lair look like uh like it wasn't like the lair was like a. It was an Academy Academy Award winner compared to The Lair. You know? It was switched around because The Lair was this big budget thing that everybody said it was going to be great, and it sucked. And this yeah. thing nobody knew about, and it ended up being great. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. This, is, this is the perfect film for a Friday or Saturday night watch. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see some monsters, some gunplay, 
yeah. a little fun, you know, one of them underground, let's go on a mission and there's a monster there. Wah! This oh. is a perfect movie. I never one see- of my favorite scenes from the movie is when the, um, I guess the, the, the CO, the girl, is given the rundown of everything that they're landing into. Like where the bunkers sit. I mean, that... To, and I'm not a, I'm not a gamer, so you forgive me, but it just kind of looked like a video game, you know, like it had that kind of tech look to it. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I liked how she explained everything. Yeah. I th- I think that sometimes they kind of repeated themselves, but again, it, if this was this was a labor of love, obviously they had a really good time doing it, and mm-hmm. I think that it, it showed in every bit of it. Yeah. And Ash, there are no boobs in this, unless you like monster boobs. <laughs> He'll take any type of boobs. Well, then you're suited because the monster's naked the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's rare that we gush on a, on a yeah. movie. You know. Yeah, one of us is usually snarky. Yeah. <laughs> Not this time. I like this movie. Yeah. That was fun. I thought you were going to go off on the guns a little bit, but you did in the good way. So. No. Uh, yes. All right, so there are there were a little uh, a, a few tactics I would have changed, but the uh, the weapons themselves, I, I mean, I'm I'm sure they're uh, pellet guns or whatever or yeah. airsoft, but man, they they were beautiful and they looked great, and you you just don't see a lot of those. You see the Remington 700 all the time, but nobody carries an EBR. I mean, th- it's a Navy Seal weapon. The Navy Seals have it all the time, but you just don't see it in play, and it was it was very sexy, and the ump. The the HK ump is just it, it is my favorite weapon, and I saw it on, on two of the Russian militia had that, so that was it was just mm. great. So it, that that this is a Canadian movie, so you know they worked hard to get those guns there. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we rate this? <laughs> oh, Hadley, ladies first. I'm gonna give it a four. All right, Scott. Scott, four point seven five. Oh, Really? Or, I mean, if it was oh, a major production, no. But I mean, it was a bunch of it was a bunch of guys like us putting this movie together in our backyard. It's four point seven five. If it was us, it would be a five. Oh, it'd be a six. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yes, it'd be off the scales. <laughs> I'll give it a four point five. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I will watch it again. Yes, I'll go with you, Rich. Uh, four point five, definitely. Nice. Definitely. I, this is a lot more fun than a lot of movies I've seen that had big budgets and a, people that can actually that acted well in things. Mm. So, good pick, Hadley. Good pick. Yes, thank you. Well, when are y'all gonna learn? You should listen to me. I always pick good. <laughs> Did you say something? <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to go, Rich? Since you got robbed by Scott of this, no, it's one, okay, man. Wanna, take it. You want to do? Really no, I'm I'll do. know if you want. It's too convoluted for me, man. Would you All do right, so we, we also did, was it a 2022 movie? I, I can't remember what yes. it was. Yes, it was just released on Netflix. The 2020, wow, the 2022 Malaysian movie, Possessed. And basically, this is a, uh, a demon zombie movie. Um, a teacher has had this sort of existential crisis where his family was killed when they were driving someplace to get hit by a, like a truck or a bus or something like that so he's got a damaged arm and he goes to this school that is going to be like it's like on a vacation like a summer break or something yeah. like that. and um there's a bunch of kids and they're all like young adults they're all like 18 and the, a bunch of the kids are walking towards the school and they're you know this women and having fun and there's this like little vial of blood on the ground and right there i mean you, you don't pick up the vial of blood. You just don't do that. I mean, don't touch the blood. Don't touch it. Guy picks up the blood, possessed, right? It takes a minute. He's walking down the, down the thing, and he keeps hearing his name, like, spoken, like, creepily from around. Gets They all get back to the, um, to the, to the school, and the kid gets sick. And then he starts getting other people sick. And he turns into this thing, runs around. People start biting people, and now you get a zombie movie. But the weird thing about this was they weren't undead. They were just turned into these possessed creatures. And there's this one scene in the film where Wari, who is the initial um, 
infected, I guess. He's drawing on a wall and he's drawing on this. Uh, and then you see this, this big giant sort of, uh, I guess it's a demonic symbol. I don't really know what it was, mm. but it was really cool. So these creatures were somewhat sentient and they could not really talk, but kind of knew what was going on. They were still like zombie-esque. And you had the typical, you know, the girls have to come and save the boys and then they get caught up in it and sunlight was bad for the, or, and like flashlights were bad for the creatures and they're like doing this kind of thing and running away. And so they have to get the generator going and that kind of thing. So overall, I thought it was pretty good. I, I didn't hate it. Um, I don't know that I'll watch it again. It certainly wasn't as good as Death Valley. But the way they did the possessed people uh, and like sort of zombie esque, that I did like, you know, zombie guy as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I got. What did you guys think? This one, it was, it was okay. It wasn't great. I, what I liked is the the kids. You all you liked the kids for the most part. They weren't like like in American movies where you just don't like the kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, these kids were praying even. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some were going to prayer. There was ones that didn't want to, you know, and all that. But it it had a different because it's a different country and everything. You know, mm -hmm. it was a little bit different the way the kids acted in some parts. But it was the special effects were good. It just there was no real wow factor in it. It it just to me it was kind of I was just kind of waiting for it to end. I didn't hate it, but it just didn't kept, keep my interest in it. Um, I, there's a couple parts in it that were just like real, like the flashlights, the light in their faces, you know, that was inconsistent because sometimes they'd use the flashlight. Sometimes they wouldn't. It's like, if I, if I know it's going to kill me, if I, but if I flash a light in their face, they're going to run off like little bees, you know, yeah. they're not flashing that light all the time. But a lot of these people died because they, their flashlights, I don't know what happened. To them. They went, you know, pointed at a tree or something and while they're getting attacked. So that was that really bugged me that part, but it it was okay. But I, I wouldn't watch it again. So. I'm with Alan. Um, I enjoyed seeing the different take on the the zombie slash demon from I think it's the Malaysian culture. Yeah. yeah, that was an interesting take. I felt like it definitely had some similarities to like 28 Days Later zombies. You know where they're they're just kind of crazed, but the inconsistency with the light really bothered me more than I think that it probably would bother anybody else except apparently Alan. But yeah, that really I was like. But sometimes it's like twenty feet away and they run off, and sometimes they're like right up on them and they don't. Right. So um, yeah, but I had wanted to watch this movie and. I thought that it was going to be better than it was. So I was kind of let down, but um, it wasn't terrible. If you're looking for something different and you just want to watch a zombie movie, definitely watch it. But like I said, it just, it didn't hold up with like um, some of the other stuff that we've seen, especially like the Korean zombie stuff. No. Yeah. And I guess that maybe Korean zombie films have set a bar so high that, we're just not going to be blown away by anything like that. Yeah, true. I liked it. Um, it was Malaysian. I don't think the Malaysians have done many horror films. Um, I just, I love it when somebody takes a, a typical genre, demonic possession, and does something different with it. And this one, it was spread like a zombie virus. Either you vomited the black bile on somebody or you bit them. I thought it was a unique twist. Yes, like Alan said, there was no big boo moments, but it was once it starts breaking out in the school, it becomes very fast-paced. And that's what I liked about it. It wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm going to go up and get a cup of coffee while these two talk about their, their relationships. <laughs> yeah, there was some stupid parts. And I always loved the part that the teacher's running around. There's bright moonlight, and he's running around with the flashlight looking around corners. Yeah. Like, see, if they were there, they're not going to see the, the bright light and attack you. 
Um, I thought the characters were really good. Um, I hated that kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, you're supposed to. He was such a dick. Uh, you'll If you watch the movie, you'll know. Um, I thought it was very good. Um, it wasn't as good as Death Valley. Um, I think, and I did notice they stole from the Koreans when the when the possessed kid came back to life, and he like stands up like a spider backwards. You know, they were doing that, but I enjoyed it. It was worth watching once. I'd watch Death Valley again. I don't know if I'd watch this one again. If I did, it would only be to catch stuff I missed the first time. Yeah, no, it just I don't know. I was hopeful. I was hopeful. You know, because um, a lot of Asian horror films are are pretty scary. You know, they and they don't like happy endings. Nope. <laughs> you know, and Ash, there were no boobs in this one either. No, sorry, Ash. Not muster boobs. No, no. Not even. No, demons. even the two girls in it were kind of like conservatively dressed. Yeah, Malaysia. Yeah, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I didn't see coming because I thought uh, security bro, I thought he was going to be a jackass. Like I thought he was going right. to be a bad guy and he ended up being a hero. So right. Security bro wins. I yeah. like seeing the girl being like the, the mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With that. I thought that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The two girls were pretty stand up. Yeah. You know, the one sister of the, you think he's the main guy, you know, so that's the thing with these is don't, don't, start caring about any one character because mm -hmm. with the Asian movies, man, they don't, they don't play nice. And this did have an ending where there could be a sequel too. I don't think that's a spoiler. No, you know, stay for the end credits in the, uh, like in the middle of the end credits that there's a scene. Mm -hmm. I think, I believe it's in the end credits, right? In the middle. It's, yeah. Halfway through the end credit. So stay for that. Um, oh, same with uh, death Valley. During the beginning of the end credits, there's a scene, right? It's yeah. like at the yeah. very end credits. Yeah. A little scene, tiny scene, but yeah, it's like half a minute. Yeah. You got to see that because it's going to show you what happens. But yeah, this one was, you know, it was okay. Like you, like y'all said, I wouldn't watch it again. So to make Jennifer happy, how many dongs <laughs> would we give this one? <laughs> Boss? I'll give it two and a half because I liked who I watched it with. How many? Two and a half. Two and a half. And that was because your company that you had. Yeah. God? Let's see your dongs. Who? You. You, you want to see my dongs? How do you know yeah. I had two of them? Uh, actually, I'll give this three. I thought it was from Malaysian. For a Malaysian movie, I thought it was very well done. If it had been Korean, I probably would have given it a 2.5. But, I mean, this was one of their first attempts at it. I think they pulled it out. Pulled it out. Pulled it out. It was okay. Uh, it's a movie that I won't watch again. And like I said, I, I love zombies. But I, I really like the way they... They pulled sort of demonic possession into the mm. uh, the zombie genre, and mm. for that, it's gonna it'll get the two and a half. But like I said, I, I don't need to see it again. What about you, big guy? I'm just gonna whip out two dongs. I <laughs> <laughs> pull them out back pocket. Two dongs. Yeah. <laughs> that goes right out of there. Yeah, they yeah, gotta pop them out. That make Craig Bowling happy. Craig, that make you happy, Craig. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend this real, really, honestly, I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, if, you know, that's just my opinion and you know, opinions are, you know, we all got them. So <laughs> two dogs, <laughs> I do want to say, I did watch a Malaysian movie, uh, last night called the big four. <laughs> it's an action flick mm -hmm. and it was fun. It's silly because all those movies like that are you know from malaysia stuff they're 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 dialogues really silly a lot of times a lot of fun gunplay though and you like the characters i don't know if you've seen it yet it's called the big four it's on netflix nope, netflix it. big four i'll check that out it's an it's just an action movie that's all it is yeah nothing scary 
So what else we got, folks? Since we wrapped up our dongs. What'd you say, Abbott? I want I want a minute before we get, we hit that. Have y'all watched anything else? Because I've been watching a lot of pretty. I've been watching some movies I want to recommend. Okay. Okay. Have, have you seen Wrong Turn? Wrong Turn? No. The original? Yeah. No, this is a newer one she's talking no, about. No. It this is like... Um, yeah, it was a 2022 one, and they're, they're these, like, a group of kids that are going hiking the Appalachian Trail. I haven't seen I just I've turned it. it on today, and it was actually pretty good. Hmm. You've seen it? The original. The yeah. original. There was one. This, that's yeah. a remake. I don't think it's well, the, the same. Well, the remake's pretty good. I think, uh, I think they're two different films with the same name, kind of along the same lines, I think. There were the like first one was with uh, Eliza Dushku. Yeah, that's it was yeah. A, a cannibal thing. I don't yeah. think this is that. I mean, I could be. I haven't okay. seen it. This was not cannibals. Okay, there you go. Why unpopular? <laughs> and um, I also watched Affliction. Hmm, I haven't seen that either. It's a vampire. No movie that's kind of like these these two guys have gone they're like doing a travel blog vlog you know and oh. one of them meets yes i did see that it's like a found footage movie right well they didn't find the footage so i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's videotape right that it's filmed like a videotape yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. and I enjoyed it too. I was kind of surprised by it. No, that's a good one. But it? none of them were as good a find as um, Death Valley. Death Valley was just a good find. Yeah, that was good. But I wanted to see yeah. what y'all watching. <laughs> All right, I'll jump in. I watched a movie last night that was surprisingly good for an independent film. It's on Tubi, Prison Asylum. Um, I'm watching a lot of asylum horror movies because you know I'm, I just started the uh, fourth Tatiana book. It's not bad. Uh, it's part. It's part footed, not found footage, but it's part. You know, it's the crew that goes into a prison that has a very bad past, and there's the the sheriff's deputy shows up to tour them around, and a lot of really good spooky things happen in the prison um it is scary it's got a few jump it's got a few jump scenes you hate the main male character matthew you like the two female characters you get to like the prison god it's only an hour and 10 minutes but it has got a really good twist ending to it yeah. i mean it's not the best paranormal movie out there but it's definitely not poultry geist or velociraptor <laughs> what about you rich I haven't really watched uh, this was a rough week for me so I haven't really watched any any uh, extra movies but what I did do, I just finished up uh Last Kingdom uh Uhtred Son of Uhtred it was a, it. It's a Viking show it's got five seasons and there's a movie coming out in March May April something like that um and I I've been I've been actually been watching The Bad Batch which is a uh is an animated Star Wars ripoff of a bunch of clones that were different than the rest of the clones. But other than that, I just haven't had time to watch anything really. Other in The Last of Us, which right. we'll in a minute. What about you, big guy? Uh, well, uh, Force 10 from Navarone. Classic. One Harrison of my Ford, Robert Shaw, Carl Weathers. <laughs> um, and The Dirty Dozen, The Fatal Mission with Telly Savalas. One of those TV movie ones. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't bad. Was that the one where they get the chance to shoot Hitler? Yeah. Yes, I know that one. It's horrible. <laughs> but it's fun. I got to give a shout out to Jen Sammons because Jen Sammons is who encouraged me to watch Tulsa Kings. And I have since given the gift to, I know Rich and Alan have watched it. I don't know yeah, the Scott's watched it yet. 
No, I haven't. Can't wait for Jen. It's it is phenomenal, Scott. You would really enjoy it. Tulsa King. Yeah. Yes. All right. So oh, yeah. alone. I'm caught up on 1923. Wanted to say that. That's. I want to see how that wraps up. Should wrap up. And it's shortly here. I think it's only what season, I believe. Oh. 1923, folks. That's a good one. Okay. Big adventure. Now, is that the like the pre the prequel to Yellowstone? It's the second prequel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's his grand grandparents, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, shall we roll into uh, the Last of Us? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, Hadley. You go. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. wait I went first. <laughs> I'll wait till you all say what you're going to say about this episode. Then I'll chime in. So, I'll I'll start. Um, it was a it was a good episode. There was a lot that I liked about it. But the thing that I liked the least about it was that once again, there's no zombies in my damn zombie show. I, yeah. I, I want I want my fungus. I want some mushroom people. So now that we get that out of the way, it was good TV. It was excellent television. Uh, Bella Ramsey just absolutely kills it. She is she's one of the best actresses out there as far as I'm concerned. She just she nails the character of Ellie perfectly. Just her mannerisms, the, her voice, her, her tonality, the way she's, you know, the way she sounds, and, and her snark are just perfect. Her uh, snark is phenomenal. Yeah, it really is. Pascal's good. He's he's good in everything. I mean, this is the same, for him, it's the same show as, as The Mandalorian. Right. He's good. Uh, Graham Greene is actually in this for a little bit, and he's he's one of my favorite actors. He's, he's great. Um but there's no zombies in my zombie show. Yeah. I really I was a bored. Yeah, it was it was a little slow. Um, there was a lot going on. Um, you didn't really have any any bad guys or any zombies in this one. It was just this was kind of a filler episode because you know what Joel's goal is, and he sort of achieves it here um, to a point, and then it goes a little further than that. But I thought it was. Um, good i thought it was a good episode but it was a filler episode it wasn't it didn't really have too much to do with the plot so i have two comments please then i'll shut up one was the scenery was beautiful oh yeah two was that's where i want to go in case of zombie apocalypse that little town they made yeah that town was mm. awesome yeah. Yeah. and they i they I love the way they, you know, they surround you and they send the dog after you. And if the yeah. dog doesn't like you, that's good. Was that it? <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I was commenting on what Hallie said about the town. I agree with Rich. It was an okay show. Um, I kind of didn't like the way he, um, he was in this one. You know, it, he was a bit of an ass and I didn't like him. But this is now the second show, at least, maybe the third show, where there are no there are no zombies. Right. You know, and it's like I I'm sitting here saying to myself, is this going to become The Walking Dead? Where it's going to become storylines about people and groups fighting each other, and then like every three episodes, they'll throw in a couple of zombies to keep us quiet. Right. I actually was when they were like at the stables with the horse. And um, mm. it's Tara from True Blood, so, and Tara's sitting there. I'm like, oh, she must be evil. <laughs> yeah, I was right. like, Walking Dead has ruined me for people because I just kept expecting there to be, you know, we're gonna eat you, or you know, what have they done to the brother to brainwash him into not going, you know? Well, they are, but, you... but no, it was very boring. Yeah, I I found this episode meh. I was I was like, this is Walking Dead. We're, walk, we're heading into the Walking Dead tour territory. I've seen this. I've seen this. Show me something different. I've seen this. That's how but I felt. They showed the baboons. <laughs> yeah. mm. Well, 
Grant, when I saw Graham Greene at the beginning, I was like, oh, great. I love Graham yeah, Greene. Me too. You know, all right. And he was in it for what? Five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. And he might come back maybe down the road or something. Who knows? But it just, it it was boring. Uh, I'm not, the acting was great. You know, Pedro, Bella, they're, they're great as Joel and Ellie. But it was just kind of boring. You know? Yeah, and there was no butt stuff. In that episode, so. No butt stuff. But it was just to me it was just a mid episode. It was like, gosh, you know, where's where's Rick and Michonne? You know? <laughs> you know, where's Negan? So I'm sorry folks. I I this episode was just okay. And I, I it's probably a filler, like we all write some filler in our books to to move things along and to explain stuff. But it just I wanted like you said, there hasn't been zombies in a while and or or mushroom-headed people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's some of you guys out there like to see mushroom heads. Anyway, it just, it was not, I don't know. It was okay. But is it sticking to the video game? I don't know. I don't know. I never played the game, but I'm thinking to myself, if this is the way the video game went, why was it so popular? I don't want to sort of sit there for an hour watching this drama go on. It's like, okay, I want to kill things. Yeah, I don't and know. You know, the big mushroom zombie from the last episode is like women across the internet want to make love to him. Yeah, I saw Not that. the actor who plays him. The oh yeah, the women across the internet have oh, yeah. this crush on the uh, the, the gigantic zombie mushroom there. We're not obviously old because that just doesn't compute. We're not going to make. Um, it, our- I have seen this as well. I know. Well, People I think you're watering their plants with Mountain Dew next. If women want that, I got a chance. <laughs> Do you have a mushroom head? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to tell that. <laughs> so that episode, the uh, the episode with that critter in it, that was excellent. That yeah, was that was what we need. We need like that every episode, and just all we need is ten minutes of it, and you know this gets an A plus. Right. It just this one was just like I said, it was good television. It was everything was really well acted. Bella Ramsey's fantastic. Yeah. It was just kind of slow. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad TV. You know, it wasn't, you know, the lair. But it just wasn't, didn't grip you or anything. And then at the end, you're like, oh, what's going on? You know, that that last part. And don't want to give anything away, you know, but. It just was like, it was just boring. It was like, okay, I'm, you guys are surviving. You're, you're really not telling us how you're surviving. You know, you just kind of, yeah. you know, there's not even an instruction on how to survive. <laughs> so we. Have what was to that? Um, what was the apocalypse movie with Aragorn where he's like taking his son? The road. Yeah, the road. Oh, oh yeah. That was a deeply depressing. Yes. And that's where I felt like this was heading. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean is it's a dark drama you know it's yeah. not a film I mean I didn't feel good I especially didn't feel good at the end of the episode but oh, yeah. um but like when he was having his moment like where he was hearing this stuff ringing in his ear I was like what the heck's going on with him yeah I, so I, I did not interpret that as he was having panic attacks yeah I, I didn't did you watch- I, mean, I was like hearing something <laughs> trying to make it scary. I guess it was panic attacks like and stuff because that's what the uh they have that show it or the little part at the end where they talk about it. And I guess the showrunner was saying it's like his his fear of uh losing Bella and mm. and all or losing Ellie and all that, you know, manifesting physically in it now. So did you thought, pick up on that he thought he saw his daughter in the crowd? Yeah. No, I didn't. I was losing interest, so I was like doing other stuff. Yeah, they, they really need to step it up. I, I really want to love this. And like the first episode, the second episode, and the one with um, when they came out of the ground. Yeah. Right. Excellent. All three of them. And the other the other three are just, mm, they're all right. It was, uh, they were like all good television, but not where I want to go. I want zombies yeah, in my zombie show. Yeah. yeah. That's true. 
you know, it, well, I just, I wanted, like you said, Rich, I want zombies. I want some action. I want something, something. Yeah. Give me something. Not just the brotherly angst that's going on too, you know, you know, I'm mad at you for this. I'm mad at you for this, you know, like, come on, you know, and his brother's the guy that played Ghost Rider on Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. If you oh, okay. didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, Ghost Rider and the Mandalorian. <laughs> but Pedro Pascal's getting pretty locked down in playing this kind of character. Yeah. You know, it, there's a movie called Prospect where he plays a bad guy and there's a girl by herself. It's in, they're set in the future and they're on, a, on another planet, indie film. And he's kind of like that. He's going to try and help her for his, for his own selfishness too, but he's going to help her. So it's like, damn, he's typecast. I mean, <laughs> you know, I like it. <laughs> so what do we give this episode, folks, out of five? I'll Two. give it a three. I'll give it a three out of five. I liked it, um, but it was slow. I, I don't know. I, I'm torn on this one because I really think that they're going to just like crush us with good stuff coming. But it better come soon. That was episode, what, six? Yeah. And there's nine or ten of them, right? Yeah. yeah. So we only got, you know, we only got three or four left. So they got to do something. Yeah. I think there's 12 total. Oh, there's 12? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Hmm. Well, what do you think, Hadley? What, what, what's your score on this? I'm going to go with a two and a half again. Okay. That's I, I really just, I'm not familiar with the game, so I don't have any like I've told you, I have no dog in this hunt. It is just, this was so boring. I could have poked out my eyeballs. I was just <laughs> waiting for something. And in my head, I'm trying to create stuff to make it more interesting. And it just never filled in the, the void. Right. Right. How about you, Scott? Two dongs. That's for Jennifer. It was, it was boring as crap. You know, the, the third one with the two, the two gay lovers, all right, that was brilliantly written, completely out of the story. But then, like, you had the fourth one, which didn't have any any of the zombies. You had them in the end of the fifth one. Now, this one is nothing but, you know, angst and, oh, what are we doing with each other? You know, I'm going to watch the next one, but my my hopes are very low for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give this one a three just because the acting – but it's it's verging on Walking Dead uh, season four, you know, or season yeah. five. It's it's verging on that right now. I've already jumped ahead Anytime. three, four seasons. You know, it's it's just come on, folks, let's get going. We we've, we've been here, we've been here with AMC. Come on, HBO, get on that horse and let's win this race. You know? But you see, that was the difference. At least when when Walking Dead started to get off track, you had. You had that great character. You had the governor, played by Morrissey. It was great. There's no, you know, I was thinking, okay, maybe the girl that was trying to avenge her brother would be a good bad guy. No, they dropped her in season four. You know, episode five. Now, episode six, nothing's going on. You know, it's just, it's not keeping my interest. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just read Ash's comment. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one, the next one. Oh, wow. Uh oh. Uh oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Enough for place to get in. Yes. <laughs> We're waiting. We're waiting for this big explosion. It's not happening yet. So's Ash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm going to take time to say that we've got some amazing partners. And I just want to give a shout out to them. Uh, we've got Metaphysical Mississippi. We've got Stephen Landry, Sylvester Barzi. Um, who else? I'm sorry. Paul, Paul Cousins. And Rich, I'm going to get you to pitch Paul's game. Um, Dead Fury, is that the name of it? Yeah, Paul Paul Cousins, is a, he's a guy from New Zealand, and he's come out with this, uh, this video game, which he, he's been having trouble getting some funding for it, but he finally, I think he's back on track. Um, 
and it just it looks amazing. You can find Paul on Facebook and just go. Paul Cousins spelled like you would spell Cousins. Uh, go on his Facebook page and just look at his game because it is just it's ridiculously beautiful. It's just fantastic. I don't uh, play games and I want to play it. It looks really yeah, good. Yeah, it's a zombie game. So if you're a zombie freak, you're going to love this. Um, and another partner we just got was Christian Benchelin. And he uh, he's a cover artist. And yeah. you can also look at him on Facebook. And both of these guys are also on, on the weird website. You can go to the, the partners page on, on the weird website. Uh, Christian. Christian is the cover artist for the Nursalissa versus the Zombie in the Chronicles of Paul series. He is phenomenal. Yeah, so Scott has a relationship with him. Yeah, uh, he's a great kid. He's a he's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, well, and and lastly, um, Nightcallers Productions has joined our partnership, which is great. Y'all know we kind of started out with Nightcallers and Lauren Smith, and she's come on board to show her support some more. So we're happy to be back in business with her um hopefully we'll be getting some more partners i've been really gra um grateful to see the numbers of our membership grow some so i'm super excited i know rich has got some calls out to some other people and i think alan was going to reach out to someone too so hopefully we'll have some more names to announce next week cool and now you've got something coming out here soon me Yes. What do you have? You have something on pre-order, right? Yeah, I've got um, Dawnbreaker, The House of Blood and Sun on pre-order right now. It's going to be released on St. Patty's Day because I am an Irish girl at heart. Um, it is a paranormal romance set in the world that I created my tapestry of worlds into. And it's a little bit different, but you're going to see some, some of the same familiar faces. So I just hope that y'all like it. Cool. Very what cool. about you? Your stuff's on paperback now, isn't it? Yeah, Hunt the Night's on paperback right now here in the UK. And I'm working on Falling Darkness. I actually, uh, AJ Powers is actually doing a cover for me. So it's got to get me off my butt to finish this book now. <laughs> That's what I did it. That's my, see, if I got a cover, then I got to get it done. <laughs> That's what I'm working on. Rich? Oh, same stuff. I just, I, past two weeks i haven't written really written a word uh I, I need to get back to it i've i've got four things going on right now but we do it every week it's always the same four things so that's about it for me what about you scott um doing the final draft of nurse Alyssa versus the zombies nine and started writing uh this week the tatiana uh the ghosts of um bethlehem asylum Ooh. Yeah, that one's going to be good. You've been doing some field research for this one, haven't you? Um, Actually, this past Sunday, I went down to, ooh, there's a Connecticut Paranormal. Uh, these guys are phenomenal. Um, and they did this weekend-long paranormal tour in around the Grants Inn. And I can't think of Preston, I think, uh, Connecticut. And I went down for the Sunday night and that house is haunted. I mean, what we what I saw in the cemetery, there was nothing but in the house. I mean, those ghosts were talking to us all the time. And one of them even called me out by name, which was kind of creepy. Ooh. I'm going to be posting all this stuff. Um, I've just, I came home and then it's like, you know, for three days I was taking care of a sick mother-in-law and a sick wife. So I'm hopefully going to get some of this stuff posted over the weekend. Yeah. What's that behind you, Scott? <laughs> that doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, homie, don't play ghosts. Uh, yeah. nope. I'd be more terrified if it was my wife. <laughs> well, don't forget, guys, that tomorrow night Weird Awakenings is going to be on at 7 p.m. Central. That's 8 Eastern. And um, what else we have coming up? I believe on Monday or Tuesday, we're going to be doing the Pam Ander Anderson documentary and um, with the Wild Women of Weird. And then Bethany and Crystal Michelle are going to be off for a week, but they're going to come back on the 8th of March with an Urban Legends with an Irish slant in time for St. Patrick's Day. Oh, awesome. Nice. Hi. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Lowballing oh. Joe is back. Oh, yeah. On yeah. Saturday night, we're uh, David Muga. 
we'll be uh, I don't know if we're going live or not um, but it'll be Saturday I'll let you all know it'll be we'll be posting it but we'll be uh, interviewing uh, sci-fi marine history teacher all-around adventure David Muga great guy great guy I really like David's books and he's just a great great guy yeah, we have some news about him and a couple of other folks coming out real soon. So y'all be paying attention to the interwebs because we've got big announcements coming. Yes. And that's going to do it for me and my sore throat. And we're going to let y'all go. So until next week, everybody, y'all stay weird. All right. Ciao. Take it easy. Have a great weekend. <laughs>